And you have reached Alisa and Giles podcast. And this is Lisa and Jael Trinity, also known as L.A.J. Trinity. So listen, y'all, let's go. Reflection. I saw a reflection in the water sitting by the river. And as it rippled from falling drops in the sky, I heard a voice say, You're beautiful. No need to check. Now my thought was, I don't think so. Then I cried. Now that makes two of us, God said. This is what I do over my best creation. This was Reflection. Written by Lisa Ann Jaya. Hello, good morning. It is good morning right now. It is 8.46 a.m. And I'm coming to you. I am on my hiatus from social media. Um, I must take the time to focus on other aspects of my company, of my business. And so therefore, I needed to take a hiatus from social media. But you're not forgotten. I love you. You still have my website. You still have my uh, podcast that's going to be airing every weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. See, it'll work. <laughs> Listen, I wish I could say, look, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> In terms of, listen, let's talk about, let's start with makeup, okay, and and start with the face. Now, listen to me. Your outfit could be jacked up, if your hair and your face is tight and it looks nice, you, you can get by during the day, okay? But honey, if, if you jack up either part of your face, your eyebrows or your eyeshadow, you look a hot mess. So I noticed that there's certain makeup artists that are applying thin eyebrows to like anchor women and certain celebrities. And this is a no. No. Thin eyebrows are not in. Thin eyebrows are, are so dated. And unlike a thicker eyebrow, which can be classic for 10 to 20 years from now, a thin eyebrow is just too dated. And it doesn't look good on everybody. And now you, you're trying to create a fad of thin eyebrows and thin eyebrows. Not everybody can rock a thin eyebrow. Now, I don't look too bad, but I have full eyes. I, can't, I, I need a full brow. So, therefore, thin eyebrows are out. The quick fix, the good fix, the right fix 
is a medium to thick eyebrow with a slight arch. You don't have to do the arch. It depends on your eye structure. And that's another thing makeup artists have to understand. You cannot make applicable certain fads based on the fad. You must also incorporate the structure of the face, the structure of the eye, and the structure of the cheekbone. Now, I've been a freelance, I've done freelance makeup art, artistry work for almost 15 years. Maybe a little longer than that before I opened up my own cosmetology business at one time. Now, I just think that you have to be very careful, celebrities, who you choose to apply your cosmetics. You have to be very careful. And if they try and tell you, if you're not comfortable with how you look, you have to say so. Because you look at you every day. So you're more familiar with your bone structure. You're more familiar with what colors look good on you. Now, there are certain makeup artists who, this is their lane. They're, ex- they're experts. But then there are those who are a hot mess. And I, I don't know if they're certified. I don't know if they went to school for it. I don't know if they know about color blocking. I don't know, right, if they know, uh, you know, about, you know, certain aspects It's just not about applying the makeup and applying colors, okay? So, for instance, if someone, I used this before, if someone, if green eyeshadow is the fad, it's a, let's say hunter green eyeshadow is some sort of green eyeshadow is the fad. Now, you want to apply green eyeshadow on someone with yellow undertone. She'll look crazy. Now, with me, I have yellow undertone. I have one green eyeshadow, but I must apply bronzer to to balance the complexion on my skin so that the green actually blends or so that the green is now complementing my complexion. But listen, you have to be very careful. Okay, those who have sweet 16s coming up and those who um, are getting married, any special event, red carpet, or even for day-to-day wear, you must be careful who you take advice from. Now, I I have also been watching some of uh, some tutorials, some makeup tutorials, and I'm saying that's way too much product for the eye. It doesn't take all back to do a brow. So try switching it up a little bit. Find your niche. You know, what works for you. You don't have to apply makeup the way everybody else does, but there are certain things that work and there are certain things that do not. And I'm telling you, a thin brow is out. Now, if a thin brow actually looks good on you and it fits your eye structure, that's different. So my first rule applies, okay? It, you have must take into consideration your eye structure, your facial structure, etc., etc. Um, the smoky eye is not going anywhere. That will always be classic. It's a beautiful look. Now, a good smoky eye, something I often rock. I love a good smoky eye. Even when a, even some people reserve the smoky eye for special events or special occasions or, you know, but I, that's, that's my go-to look on a day-to-day basis, a good smoky eye. But that's classic. That is not going anywhere. A red lip, a good red lip is not going anywhere. But what I love are the 
colors you don't wear every day. You know, the turquoise and the purple and the blues, those are pretty. Those are very pretty. And not everybody, not everyone can rock it though. Not everybody can wear it. You must take into consideration your complexion and your style. Okay, so I wouldn't put, you know, I, you know, if I had to choose a host from the view, I wouldn't put turquoise lipstick on Joy. <laughs> okay, so we must keep it in perspective. <laughs> Let's not get too ambitious. So <laughs> I think she would die. But uh, it again, it's all about. Not just what makes you feel good, what looks good, and take into consideration your tone, your complexion. Do you have red undertone? Do you have yellow undertone? What about your eye structure? Um, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen some great pictures on social media. And uh, up, until, up until yesterday, I happened to be on um, doing some work. And I said... Listen, she looks good. I, I'm, I won't embarrass anyone, but sh- there were a few celebrities that really look good. And let me tell you who did the cup crease. Nice, though. This I, I will name her. Patty LaBelle was on <laughs> Jennifer Hudson's show. Listen, her cup crease was fire. She had it on point to the D. She, her cut crease, it, listen, she had a good cut crease one. If you can find a clip of, I think it's on Jennifer's page though. Listen, Patty LaBelle looked, I said, this look took years over her. She looks youthful. She, it, listen, her makeup was tight. Patty LaBelle, your cut crease looked nice, girl, real nice. But there were a number of you that looked really good. Really, really good. So I just wanted to give you a little shout out. Now I'm not going to embarrass too many people, you know. But uh, you you look good. Y'all y'all looking good. And um, man, just listen. I was so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, she looks good. Look at her. Listen, I've seen some red carpet pics. I've seen some um special events. You know, I don't know where I don't know where Fran Fran was. I won't say her last name, but she looked great. She was with her man. I think that was her man. I, but she looked awesome. Is she? Oh, I said she's she looks really good. But, um, <laughs> listen, y'all looking good out there. You looking really good. And I just wanted to give you a shout out. Uh, what else? Listen, this is going to be a short podcast. Um, I do want to talk about women in fashion and, uh, your careers. Now, this is not really a business segment. It's still on fashion. With this being said, when you work in a particular industry, I've seen it. I've seen it. Now, for me, you know, I have a culture. And the culture, the the dress culture for my company is, is very modern, very contemporary. Um, I, I, I don't, I, you know, if I had to make a decision between two uh, potential candidates for a role, one of the things I would consider is how well the other fits into my culture. Now, as a company, 
Now, part of my company is also dealing with the entertainment industry. So for me, a candidate whose preference are two-piece suits and stilettos or a pair, you know, of not so accommodating flats with topic stockings. I mean, this is not a look that I want for my office or for my company. And when we're out in public together, we have to match. <laughs> now, it seems like you you may seem, you may think this is, you know, that's, that's not relevant, but it is because before they know anything about the kind of services you render, when they see you in the street, your appearance is the first thing they're meeting. You, there's, your appearance is the first thing they're seeing, and it speaks volume for who you are as a person, and it directly reflects your company. I can tell. Okay, so if you're a fashion designer, someone should be able to tell by your appearance that you're a fashion designer. If you're a makeup artist, someone should be able to tell by your by your face or by your appearance that you're a makeup artist. Okay. Now, if you're a personal trainer and you're Obese, you know, one's going to come to you for service. <laughs> Do you understand? If you're a personal trainer, they should be able to tell by your physique that you do this for a living. If I were going to an interview at Sony, for instance, or Universal, for instance, and depending upon the role and the, the, the department, which it would incorpor- you would comp- incorporate these things into your decision regarding your outfit you will wear that day, I, I'm not, I'm going to forego the, you know, I'm not going to go with a three-piece suit or a two-piece suit and some stockings and, and and a flat that might not accommodate my outfit and look crazy. You know, I just, it, it's a no. Okay. So with the culture, and especially at a record label or, 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 or production company, you know, you want to look, you want to have a nice look. You know, a nice, I would, me, Lisa, I, I, you know, I, I'd go with a nice smoky eye, nice red lips, some hoop earrings, and I'd probably be in all black, but it'd be very modern and, 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 and cute. Now, depending upon the department and the title, it might be chic and classy, or it might be edgy and bold. So these are the kind of things you want to inco- you want to incorporate. Excuse me, my hood came out. You want to incorporate when deciding on an outfit for an interview. Now I'm talking fashion. I'm still talking fashion. I guess a little bit of business. Now auditioning for those who are in the industry and have not yet made it to a major platform. Some of you come straight from work. Some of you coming from home and too lazy to. Uh, you're too lazy to actually adjust your appearance so that you give the casting person a vision prior to, uh, let me retract that last, those last two words, so that you give the casting people a person's, a vision of you in the role. So this is fashion and I just wanted to give a little bit, um, just a little bit of advice, just a little bit of advice. Now, again, it's all about preference, what you feel comfortable, what makes you feel good. But there are experts in this lane and but not not everybody's right. So just take into consideration each fad as it comes. 
And this is what I wanted to share with you. Just to remember, you are beautifully and wonderfully made. And that's it. <laughs> you know, I got to get a little mushy. Just a little. Oh. <laughs> Peace. for joining Alisa and Giles podcast where my motto is you could always be a better version of who you were before you could always be a better version of who you were before